This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the second ever episode of the Swamp 247 Recruiting Show. My name is Jacob Rudner, alongside the great Blake Alderman, Swamp 247's recruiting analyst. Uh, Blake, we started on a on a slow note, I think, uh, relative to what the fan base, I think, wanted the first recruiting podcast to be about. Cormani McLean picked Miami. Uh, we recorded a podcast afterwards discussing Florida's miss uh, of their top prospect of the cherry on top of the class. But this week, we're lightening the mood. We're talking good news uh, on the Swamp 247 recruiting show this week. Uh, some news for the Gators with regard to two top now both 2023 prospects uh, Desmond Ricks and John Walker let's discuss the news first and then we'll we'll take it a step further maybe break down these prospects a little bit yeah sure you know Desmond Ricks you know considering the loss of Cormani McLean to Miami um, Florida's still looking f- not necessarily a huge need in the defensive backfield you know Cormani McLean for a lot of reasons elite player uh, you know top target gator friendly area um, you know the need in general of infusing top tier talent, you know, all those things were, were reasons why Florida was still pushing really hard for a guy like that, considering what they have in, in their defensive back class, move that over to Desmond and bricks. Now uh, was already a guy that they were recruiting heavily before the Cormani McLean miss um, was a guy that was in the 2024 class reclassified to 2023 um, has visited Florida three times already this year um, showed up back in January as a 2024 um, came back again for Friday Night Lights as a 2024, was there the entire weekend of Friday Night Lights, came back for the LSU game, which was right before he reclassified, um, really close with Corey Raymond. Um, but he said another visit to Florida. He said an official visit. He's going to be in Gainesville on December 2nd. Um, he'll be there that entire weekend. So, you know, with Florida really trying to look for, you know, the, the star players, the elite types of guys, you know, Desmond Ricks checks off a lot of those boxes himself. Um, after reclassifying to the 2023 class, 24-7 sports on the composite rankings has him as a five-star player. Um, so, you know, there's still a chance for Florida to, you know, continue to reel in, you know, those defensive backs, you know, an elite player like that, you know, that would, I wouldn't say it, it completely softens the blow of losing Cormani McLean because the perception of that loss and among other things, you know, really made that one a big stinger for Florida. Um, you know, but it definitely, you know, helps quite a bit, you know, let's say it puts a little bit of aloe on a sunburn of, you know, missing Cormani McLean, um, you know, Desmond Ricks, you know, big time guy himself originally from the Virginia area, um, transferred or will move to, uh, IMG Academy, um, down there in Bradenton, his family actually moved down to Florida too. They live in uh, somewhere around the Sarasota area. So, um, you know, Alabama is going to get an official visit. Um, LSU should get an official visit. You know, I think that, those two schools along with Florida are probably the three most talked about schools. I think LSU is, is the one where 
rumor mills and, you know, just kind of checking around with sources and whatnot, you know, that's a team that a lot of people are watching. I think that as of, you know, right now, LSU and Alabama are probably in a little bit better of a spot than Florida. Um, but that's not something to where, you know, you can count Florida out here. You know, you've got Corey Raymond there um, really likes, you know, Corey Raymond, that that's pretty much the driving reason of his interest in Florida. So, um, you know, that that's a chance for Florida to, you know, continue to hopefully land in a five-star type of player. And, you know, I think that, for John Walker, the four-star defensive lineman from Kissimmee Osceola who committed to UCF back in July, you know, there's a lot of reasons why you could say that, you know, he's the biggest need for Florida and probably their top target of need right now for the 2023 class. You know, the need for defensive lineman has been, you know, well-documented. Um, he's a guy that has been near the top or on top of Florida's, uh, you know, defensive line wish list for most of the year. Um, you know, uh, committed to UCF back in, in, in the summer, um, you know, was kind of the hometown feel there. The family really liked the fact that he was, you know, close to home there. He could be, you know, you know, the dude immediately when he steps on campus at UCF. So there were a lot of uh, reasons behind that commitment there on top of good relationships with the staff. You know, I mean, there, there were a lot of things that why Walker, you know, maybe made a surprising pick to some people, you know, picking UCF over, you know, the Miamis, the Michigans, the Ohio States, the Floridas, you know, those types sure. of schools. So Florida really never batted an eye when he committed to UCF, continued to recruit him hard. Um, really the, the contact level did not drop off at all. And he's visited for, I think three games already this season, you know, he's taken unofficial visits and he's locked in an official visit for December 9th. So that's, um, two weekends, I think, before National Signing Day, or excuse me, the early signing period, um, which is a three-day period there where guys can sign in, in early if they don't want to wait all the way till February. About 85, I would say. I mean, that's that's a fake number I just made up, but uh, the large majority of guys sign in December. So Florida's yeah. getting that official visit right there close to, to the early signing period. They're going to be able to lay out, you know, playing time, answer a lot of questions. And I think the biggest thing for Florida at, the, at that official visit is that the fact that the family will be on campus. Mm -hmm. I mentioned that he's taken those unofficial visits to Florida this year, has not had family with him on those unofficial visits. So this is a chance for family to get the, the you know, the questions answered and talk things over with the staff. It's a chance for John to really sit down and have things broken down of early playing time, how they want to use him, you know, all those questions that he has left remaining. So Florida's got some some juice in this recruitment you know i'm not ready to predict a complete flip yet but there's a lot of growing confidence in gainesville about where they stand with him and i think a lot of you know will the flip happen or will it not happen i think a lot of those questions will be answered on that official visit so that's a big visit for florida in december i'm sure you'll see more pop up you know official visits in december um you know the bulk of florida's remaining targets you know they haven't used official visits this this fall other than the lsu game so a lot of those remaining targets have official visits left to use to Florida, and I think you'll see them use the bulk of those in December. I don't think you'll see any official visitors set up for the South Carolina game, Florida's last home game. So two big official visitors for Florida in December, two big uh, positions of need. One, just off the fact of, you know, the numbers are there, and you know, which is in John Walker, and then Desmond Ricks, who's a guy that is in need just for being an elite type of player and, and again, can have a chance to be that cherry on top of a really good defensive back class that Florida already has. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. And, and, you know, it's not just a need, I guess, a defensive back. Like you said, it's already a very strong class in terms of who Florida has in the fold. But talk about the impact John Walker could make. I mean, this is a team that does not have a very deep uh, defensive line currently on its roster. And it's something that you and I discussed on the show last week, which is this is a team that really needs some reinforcement, whether that comes from the high school level at the defensive line position or even if they attack the transfer portal. Uh, I think it's become quite clear that defensive line help is is in need in, in Gainesville. Javon Dexter is playing more snaps per game than any Power 5 defensive tackle at the moment. He's exhausted. Uh, I, I believe Desmond Watson, who, you know, there were questions about his conditioning coming into the season. Uh, guy's six foot five, 400 plus pounds. Uh, and he plays over 40 snaps per game lately uh, on a defensive line that really is just quite thin from an overall number standpoint. So a guy like Walker uh, could provide quite an impact. Blake, uh, it's not the only news that we have on the Swamp 247 recruiting show. Uh, this is a pretty good little nugget, I think, uh, that fans are going to be excited about. Quarterback DJ Lagway. Tell me what's going on there. Yeah, you know, with Florida playing Texas A&M this weekend, you know, they'll be out in the state of Texas leading up before that game. Uh, DJ Lagway lives in Texas himself, the 2024 uh, top target at quarterback for Florida in the next cycle. Um, Florida's expected to have some coaches at his game on Friday. Um, I can tell you for sure, as of right now, I, I know that Jabbar Jaluk, Florida's running backs coach, is, is the one coach that is expected to be out there for the game. But I was talking to DJ's dad earlier in the day, and uh, he mentioned that, you know, it's that you know, at least something that he's heard and something he's keeping an eye out for is for Billy Napier to possibly be out of the game. You know, I can say for sure that Jaluk is the one that's expected. Napier, we'll see. I haven't quite confirmed that yet other than his dad mentioning that. But that would actually be uh, Coach Napier's first recruiting visit of this year. You know, a lot of the head coaches save those recruiting visits. They get a limited number of how many visits they can, you know, take to go see these guys at high school games at their high school, you know, whatever have you, whenever you're on the recruiting trail, head coaches get a limited number there of those, of those visits. So Napier has not used any of those visits so far this year. So I think that if Napier does show up to that game, I think it's a big statement because it shows that DJ Lagway, you know, being the first visit of the fall that he's taken, you know, to go see him, um, you know, I think that that shows how big of a need he is in the 2024 cycle. Florida's needed that, you know, QB one of the future type of land. You know, they weren't able to do that in the 2023 class. They were able to get Marcus Stokes and they flipped him from Penn State. But DJ Lagway is one of those elite type of talents, you know, someone that, you know, can run, he can throw, you know, he's, you know, put up really good numbers as a junior so far this year. And he's that game changer type of quarterback prospect that Florida has needed and what they've wanted. So I think that, you know, if Napier does show up, you know, I think that that, that really shows that how big of a need that DJ Lagway is from a position standpoint, from a want, from the staff standpoint. So, um, you know, for sure, Florida's going to be out there, at least having coach Jaluk out there to see him continues to make him a priority. He's already visited a couple times this year to Florida, at least two games so far this year. So, you know, Florida's still pressing really hard for Lagway. I, I would say, that right now, Florida, Clemson, Texas A&M are probably the three schools to watch the closest for him. He's probably not going to make a decision until later into this year, if not early part of next year. Um, he's moved his timeline around a couple times, so you know, give or take if he does move it again. But last time I spoke with him, he was thinking of you know early part of this year. So you know, he'll be at USC this coming weekend. That was the expectation. He's visited LSU already this year. So those are some of the schools involved with him. But I would say that you know the Aggies, the Tigers, Clemson Tigers, and the Gators are probably the three schools talked about the most, probably in the best spot for him. But Florida, I mean that that's a huge need for Florida. You know, that's 
that would be a game changer as far as, you know, talent infusion to the roster. Um, it's your bell cow of the 2024 class. If you can get a big time quarterback like that, other prospects take notice. Um, so, you know, that would, that would just be a monstrumental get for Florida and, you know, the continuing to make him a priority like they have, you know, that that's Florida's continued to do the right things there with him. And, you know, they're going to continue to keep working hard on him. And, you know, that that's the top target for Florida in 24. That's the number 24 overall prospect in the class, number four quarterback and number four prospect in the state of Texas, according to the 24-7 sports composite. And just uh, to color that in with some with some team analysis here, uh, this obviously goes without saying that recruiting the quarterback position is extremely important. But with where Florida is right now from a roster construction standpoint, the emphasis, in my opinion, is even higher. You have a guy in Anthony Richardson my personal sense, I'm not saying that this is what I'm hearing, but if I had to guess, uh, I I would evaluate him to be more likely to depart the program than to return to it uh, after the season, despite, you know, the the near 50% completion rate, uh, you know, the interception concerns. But I, I still think uh, that he is more likely right now to leave than he is to return. And if that's the case, uh, it puts Florida in an interesting situation next year. There are questions about who would start at quarterback. Jalen Kitna's on the roster. He's the clear backup right now. Uh, Jack Miller has eligibility. He's only a sophomore right now, so he could technically be a candidate. Uh, Marcus Stokes is the freshman coming in, although I don't really evaluate uh, him to be a likely uh, plug-and-play type for the Gators. And then there's always the transfer portal, but to be able to bring in a guy of the caliber of DJ Lagway, top 25 prospect on the composite, top 50 by 24-7 sports independently, uh, it kind of goes without saying that, that would obviously make uh, quite the impact on the roster if Florida is able to secure him. So some big news uh, there on the DJ Lagway front, potentially having Billy Napier at his game on Friday before the Gators take on the Texas A&M Aggies. And I will use this opportunity before we wrap up here with our last segment to plug our other podcasts. Two podcasts out this week before this one, myself and staff writer Graham Hall, we reviewed uh, Florida's performance against Georgia, and then previewed uh, their game against Texas A&M. Uh, that podcast was released Thursday, yesterday, November 3rd. Make sure you check that out on YouTube or wherever you get your audio-only platform podcasts. Uh, Blake, let's let's wrap this thing up with our newest segment of the Swamp 247 Recruiting Show, Blake's Takes, where you give us three standout performers from high school games among Gator Commitments. Uh, I guess just go right through them. Let's let's hear who you got as the top Gator commit performers at the high school level this past week. Well, I started off with Kelby Collins, Florida's four-star defensive line commit. You know, I don't have his exact stat line of what he did in his game this past week, but, you know, from watching the film, he had a lot of tackles. You know, he was in the backfield a lot, you know, just looking at his regular season because they that last week's on Friday was their last regular season game. You know, in Alabama, the state where he lives, they'll be starting – the high school playoffs this coming week. So to finish off his regular season, he finished with 101 total tackles and 12 sacks. So, um, you know, a guy that was active in the backfield, we mentioned earlier how Florida has a huge need in the defensive line. Um, Kelby Collins, we've talked about, you know, a guy that I think that can come in and make an impact, can move between the three technique and the five technique. You know, he's someone that I expect to be baptized by fire. You know, he's going to be thrown into the fire early during his career at Florida. Um, and, you know, those numbers that he's put up, you know, and again, I don't have the exact stat number from this past week, but if you watch his film on Huddle, I mean, he was all over the place. You know, it looked like 
from watching his game week to week basis on huddle whenever he drops those. You know, I've watched every game every week he's had. This is the one that looking at the tape was the one that I think probably was his best game. You know, if I see those numbers later on, I think that it's probably going to be his best game of the season that he's had. You know, he was all over the place. You know, past that, um, you know, Trayon Webb has been really good for his Trinity Catholic or excuse me, Trinity Christian team in Jacksonville, the four star running back commit for Florida. You know, already on the season, he's got 844, 844 rushing yards, 14 touchdowns. And this past week, he had 141 yards on six carries, so three touchdowns. That's an insane stat line. One of those runs that he had for a touchdown was like 74, 75 yards. So, you know, Trayon Webb, you know, he's banged up last year as a junior, didn't have the stats that he probably would have wanted to. As a senior, you know, he's really putting together a really good season by those stats. You know, he's got a, at least a touchdown every game. He's had multiple games where he's had two touchdowns at least in those games. So, you know, Trayon Webb has, you know, he's 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 getting a helmet sticker for me this past week, you know, so he's got one there. And then, you know, from 2024 class, I think Miles Graham is probably the next one, you know, and he is really a do-it-all player for his team out of Woodward Academy in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, just this past Friday, he had 16 carries for 75 yards and a touchdown. He caught a four-yard pass. And then on defense, he had eight tackles, two of those for a loss and a sack. And that's a guy that is playing high-level football on both sides of the ball from offense and defense who's going to play linebacker for Florida. So not only are you seeing that he is – a good player on defense, you know, by the stats there, he's got the pedigree of, you know, his father who, you know, Ernest Graham, who played at Florida, played in the NFL, but you've got a guy that is looking extremely athletic and running the ball as well. So, you know, that's a good sign seeing a guy that's going to play defense who still has the athleticism to play offenses at a high level, maybe not at the college level, but at least at the high school level. So third helmet stickers going to miles Graham. There you go. There you have it. Gator commit top performers uh, from the previous week of high school action. That'll do it, though, for this episode of the Swamp 247 Recruiting Shoe. Recruiting Shoe. Recruiting Show. Recruiting Shoe. Uh, Come down, Marco Wilson. There you go. Uh, <laughs> don't toss us, though. We uh, appreciate the <laughs> follows and the listen. Uh, make sure you check us out over at swamp247.com because in addition to the podcast content that we provide weekly, we also have a whole bunch of written content to go with it uh, and that message board, active community. Uh, lots of people coming through there. And you and I drop some information on the board all the time that we might not write about or post on social media. Uh, so if you really want the full experience of Gator Insider reporting, uh, go on over to swamp247.com and hit subscribe. We would encourage you to do so. But uh, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bid everyone adieu uh, for this episode of The Recruiting Show. We will see you next week, and uh, we hope you have a good one.